It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The Bengals have sold out season tickets for the first time in how long? And we've got training camp dates, plus Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow going back and forth on speed. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine. We're the Lockdown Bengals podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day, free and available everywhere you get your podcasts and on YouTube. We appreciate all of you who subscribe, who follow, who click the thumbs up button, who listen every day. You are the reason that we do what we do, and especially if you make us your first listen, we appreciate you. On this Wednesday, as we record this episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast, the Bengals have sold out season tickets. The Bengals have announced their training camp dates that will be open to the public, including get get back together or back together Saturday, mm-hmm. which is the in in stadium practice. We'll talk about those dates and what we'll be bringing you when training camp opens up. Plus, there's some fun things that I think we should mention. Uh, a potpourri of general Bengals topics, including Jamar Chase giving Joe Burrow a hard time about his self-proclaimed or measured 20-plus mile-per-hour sprint that we talked about a couple weeks ago. Before we get into all that, the Bengals have sold out season tickets, James, and I came back from a brief Twitter hiatus to this news and was like, oh, that's that's pretty cool, and, and there are a few things that I had missed, and my first question was, have the Bengals sold out season tickets in Paul Brown Stadium before? Paul Brown Stadium, a relatively new stadium. So it's not like the history goes that far back. But there have been some good teams, certainly, that have come through Paul Brown Stadium. Mm-hmm. I couldn't find anything on this. Yeah. So if you know the answer, please do let us know. I asked on Twitter. Nobody gave me the answer when I asked a question. But <laughs> I couldn't find any indication that the Bengals have sold out season tickets in Paul Brown Stadium before 2022? No, I, I don't think they have. You know, I've been, obviously you and I have both been in, in tune with the Bengals throughout their Paul Brown Stadium history. And even the most exciting Bengals teams pre-Joe Burrow in Jamar Chase and Zach Taylor, et cetera, it wasn't this. And I, I think that this is the indicator, right? That this is the the most talked about anticipated Bengals season maybe ever, but certainly in my lifetime. And, you know, that's the the way you could talk about it. Now, was there excitement in uh, 2005? And uh, you had Carson Palmer's knee injury hanging over things, but still there was a lot of excitement going into that 2006 season. Absolutely. I think back to the Green Bay Packers preseason game where Carson Palmer throws three touchdowns in the first half, and it's that was the most anticipated preseason game in Bengals history, in my eyes. Um, I, I think back to the the Terrell Owens, Chad Johnson experiment that was so exciting during camp. And obviously that team flopped, but they had made the, uh, the playoffs the, the season before. 
uh, Terrell Owens arrives at uh, CVG and at the airport, and there's cameras following him. I mean, it was a big deal in, in that team flop, but there was a lot of excitement going into that season, but nothing like this. This is different. This is when you're walking around, whether, you know, if I have a contractor at my house, they somehow bring it up the Bengals and they have no idea what I do, right? And still the Bengals are the topic and it, it gets brought up wherever you are. People in my life, you know, family members that really don't care about football bring up the Bengals, not necessarily because of my job, but because they're excited about watching Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and this team and, and, and see what they can do. And so, yeah, I, uh, I don't recall them ever selling out season tickets, but uh, hopefully you got them because that wait list is, is probably going to get pretty long if the Bengals have the success that a lot of people, at least here in town, anticipate them having this season. And the wait list does require a deposit. If you're hoping to get on the wait list, it would go toward the purchase of any future season tickets, just in case you were curious about the procedure. But yeah, I mean, what other season in Bengals history would be more anticipated than one coming off of a Super Bowl run in your franchise quarterback's second professional season? You go back to 1989, 1982, the last two times the Bengals were in a Super Bowl, a bit of a different circumstance in both of those cases in terms of the age of the team and expectations around the quarterback and the young all pro potential wide receiver, for example. And I'm sure there are some similarities there, but Mm -hmm. Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase leading the train on this one with a very young offense that has a lot of players that are going to need extensions as we discussed is a little bit different. There's also the the change in social media, Joe Burrow's personality in general, not to take anything away from Boomer Esiason and Ken Anderson, who are both great players in their own right. They didn't have the following that Joe Burrow does as one of the most popular players in the NFL. And as many have pointed out, including I think Chris Sims, when he recently talked to Joe Burrow, he made the Bengals cool again. Mm -hmm. And it's been a while, right? You talked about Terrell Owens and Chad Johnson. We've talked a lot about Chad Johnson and Ring of Honor conversations is the last time the Bengals were cool. Even in the stretch of years when the Bengals were going to the playoffs every year on Andy Dalton's first contract with A.J. Green, they weren't cool necessarily. There might have been a lot of excitement, by the way. I was going to throw out another year, which would be after the Bengals went to the playoffs in Andy Dalton and A.J. Green's rookie year, because that was out of nowhere, I think, for a lot of people. That wasn't really expected because they were so bad the year before. Carson Palmer was like, I'm retiring. Get me out of here. Then Andy Dalton shows up and suddenly they're back in the playoffs right away as a rookie. And so there may have, I would think, I can't remember. I wish I could. There was probably a lot of excitement going into that second year where it's like, okay, they went to the playoffs as a, as a rookie duo. What's coming next? What's the next step? Yeah, I know there, there was excitement, but there wasn't this because they got beat by whether it was TJ Yates or whoever the hell it was. Right. And and so this is different because you think they can win a championship. Like we're not talking about the AFC North championship. We're talking about the whole damn thing. And that's the part of it that's different, too. You mentioned their Super Bowl runs in 88 and 81. And yeah, MVP quarterback, no doubt about it. But it's not just Burrow's age. They have three guys. We would be old heads on the Bengals roster. We would be like Clark Harris man, would like, be our butt. It, it'd be Clark Harris, Kevin Huber, and Mike Thomas, the safety. Those yeah. are the three guys that are over 30. What the, I'm not even 31 yet, and I'm the old head when I go into the Bengals locker room, as far as you know, if you compare me to players. So like there were many years during that stretch of 2011 to, to 20. 15, certainly, but even uh, 
after that, when they were still competitive, they weren't playoff teams, but competitive, there were a lot of guys on the wrong side of 30 and a lot of veterans that they had added. This team, it's all guys that have experience, but they should be in their prime. And that, as much as the the Joe Burrow and everything, but that part matters a ton too, I think, when it comes to their chances of staying healthy, making another run, all of those things. It's a young team, and they should be able to do so. And the season, of course, will get underway in earnest after this little vacation period when everyone is back in town for training camp. We have dates. We know when the rookies will report. Mm-hmm. We know when the veterans will report. We know when the first open practices to fans. James, you have all your media scheduling ahead of you as well. There will be press conference or there will be practices. There will be so much content coming in late July and early August. And we're really excited for that. We're going to get into the training camp schedule so you can set your calendars and we can set ours coming up next. But first, a word from rockauto.com, a one-stop shop for all of the parts that you need for your car, truck. It doesn't matter what you drive. Mercedes-Benz, Ford Bronco, Ford Maverick. Look at me naming all these new Fords. Or maybe it's a Mercedes-Benz E-Class or Daewoo like me. And you know me. I drive the Daewoo. And that's the thing about rockauto.com. They're a family-owned company. They've been in business for more than two decades. And you're going to get the same quality parts for much less than you'd pay at the big box store, much less than you'd pay at the car dealership. So don't delay. I've used Rock Auto. You should too by going to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck for the really handy handyman or someone that's just looking to replace fuel filters. You can do all of that in one spot, rockauto.com. And make sure you write Locked On in there. How did you hear about us, Buck, so they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We have training camp dates, James Rapine. We know when you will be (laughs) toiling in the hot, humid summer sun of Cincinnati (laughs) along with the Cincinnati Bengals football team. Their players and coaches will be down there. And things kick off on Wednesday, July 27th, the first of 12 open practices, 1.30 p.m. Gates open practice beginning at 2.15 that day. Talk about the hottest. I mean, could they make it any? <laughs> could, could they pick a time that would be hotter? Is my question, James. But you have Ooh. the full schedule ahead of you. Are you excited to go sweat it out and I assume make fun of Ben Baby's climate tolerance? Yeah, for sure. Ben can't handle the heat, can't handle the cold, and he's slow. He can't run. So I'm sorry, a Ben. Report on I'm ben so Baby. sorry, Ben. Yeah, why'd you do that to him? Why'd you do that to him? He already gets beat up enough via text today. I was texting with Ben today, and I let him know. Anyways, that being said, uh, yeah, all the practices except one will be at the practice fields across the street um, from Paul Brown Stadium. The, the beauty of, of training camp, all of these practices are free to go. And that's why we're going to actually go through each date. So if you want to plan for our out-of-towners, if you want to plan to go, uh, only 1,250 people can get in. 
So you want to plan ahead of time, get there early, all of those things. Anyways, that being said, and there are no tickets. It's like first come, first serve. That's it. Um, so like Jake mentioned, gates open at 1.30, Wednesday, July 27th. Practice begins at 2.15. On the 28th and 29th, the, day, uh, the gates also open at 1.30 with practices beginning at 2.15. And then you mentioned it, Back Together Saturday. used to be called Family Day. Now the NFL rebranded it to Back Together Saturday. Makes a lot of sense because there weren't fans in the stands for a bit there during COVID. This on July 30th. Saturday, July 30th is in Paul Brown Stadium. Gates open at 1. Practice starts at 2.15. This is a fun one, and it is the only one that requires a ticket. So uh, you can go to Bengals.com for more there. And then August 1st, 2nd, and 4th, and 5th. They're all the same uh, time. So that's it. It's Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. Gates open at 1.30 at the practice field. 2.15 uh, practice starts Sunday. Uh, August 7th, gates open at 1.30, practice at 2.15. And then Wednesday, August 10th, gates open at 1.30, practice at 2.15. And the same thing goes for Sunday, August 14th. And Thursday, August 18th, gates open at 1.30, practice begins at 2.15. And one more quick note, Jake. Obviously, those are there are other practices in there that we'll be at, that we'll be able to cover and give you the latest here on Locked on Bengals. But those are the dates that you can go to. So uh, start scheduling your plans around that now because a lot of them are during the day, during the workday. So you'll probably have to take at least a half day if you're working you know, normal office hours if you plan on uh, showing up at practice during any of those days through the week. Almost all of them are yeah. during, during work hours. You got back together Saturday, which we mentioned. That, that one's in the stadium. You need a ticket. That one's a little bit different. You got Sunday, August 7th and Sunday, August 14th. Those are your opportunities to go outside of the work week and August 14th and that last one that we mentioned on August 18th, those are particularly interesting because those are between preseason games because the pre the first preseason game, August 12th, the Arizona Cardinals coming to Cincinnati for a 4.30 PM game. And so those practices are the only ones that are going to be between game weeks and the ones leading up to that first preseason game could be interesting as well. It'll also be interesting to, See if see how they line up with the uh, the cut down dates that will be happening mm-hmm. in in the summer, late summer as well. But I, I love training camp. I'm really glad fans will be back. Something that I've really missed during COVID, and that I'm most excited for with fans returning is a return to cell phone videos from the stands. And they, they tell you, media folks, you can't record this stuff. I know, I know. But, and maybe they will crack down on fans this year, right? Because they have had the the years of of privacy in practice. But a lot of the best tidbits, I feel like, not to say that you guys don't do a great job because that's really not my point, but a lot of the best tidbits are the stuff that you're not allowed to film. And so when the fan videos are out there on Twitter and on various blogs and stuff, those are always some of my favorite bits. Look at you. You know what you're doing right now? You, you pushed me down in the middle of the playground. I skinned my knee, and then you took salt, and you're just pouring it on it. You're like, ha, 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 Wait, all these why? people are going to get stuff that you can't get because I want to get that stuff, and you're right, I'm limited, and I, I hate it. because. Well, but you get to talk to people in the locker right. room. Imagine how the fans feel about that. It's also my job. But the point is, is you're right. Um, and no, I don't think that there's really going to be a way they can limit fans with what they record and not record. I mean, how, how would you police that? Right. So, uh, but I am excited that, that fans will be back. And, uh, I, I'm, I always say this, but don't hesitate. If you see me on the sideline, make sure you say, Hey, 
because that's uh that's a cool part about fans being back too. Is if you circle one part of the field and you're going to the other, um, and who knows, maybe maybe we won't have to do that as much. Uh, we did during COVID, pre-COVID, all, all the fans were on the same side. We could be on the same side, and you got a really good view. So I'm not sure what this training camp will be like, but uh, maybe maybe it'll be back to the normal, which uh, bodes well for fans that are going to be there, and and also the video that I am allowed to take. Yeah, and the video you're allowed to take is fantastic. As I said, you, I think, do a good job, as do many of the the Bengals, uh, uh, the Bengals beat reporters. Just to make sure I'm not taking anything away from James Rapine, I'm just expressing oh, no, appreciation for way. everyone listening for the video that you're going to post. Uh, I, I did. I agree. I agree. I, I did, by the way, find those cut down dates in case you're interested. So these do line up with. Uh, the last week of open training camp, the first cut down from 90 to 85 as the NFL has returned the incremental cut down that they had kind of paired back in the COVID years, 90 to 85 on August 16th, 85 to 80 on August 23rd. And then the big one, 80 to 53 on August 30th. So you will have a practice before and a practice after one of the cut down days uh, there toward the end of training camp, which could add a little bit of extra intrigue for some guys fighting for their NFL life. Man, the long snapper battle is going to be all eyes. You're going to get so many fan long snapper videos. No, I'm just kidding. Cal Adamitis will be part of this roster until the cut down to 53 at agree. the at the earliest, I would say. I would agree with that. That's yeah. fair. We've got a few other notes to, to talk about today here. Speed. The Bengals... Fully in off-season mode, as we've discussed. We're talking about training camp days. We're getting pumped up for training camp here on Lockdown Bengals. I'm hoping to make it back for the first time since Coley Harvey was on the beat. If you guys remember him from when he was the ESPN beat reporter before Cat Terrell, before Ben Baby. I only remember because I met Coley Harvey when I was there, as you mentioned. Uh, fans from the stands able to interact a little bit with uh, some, of the, some of the media folks. But that's the last time I was there hoping to be back this year as well so if i'm there like james you can say hi to me as well but like we mentioned some banter between jamar chase and joe burrow on twitter some other little notes that we want to hit before we get out of here and we'll bring you those interesting observations to wrap up the show coming up next coley harvey much faster speaking of speed than ben baby bet online is your number one source for all things betting and sports info i've used bet online i made a bunch of coin during the nba finals betting on steph curry and the golden state warriors i did it pre-playoffs by the way so boom i'm gonna stand on that hill um that being said you can start winning too by signing up for your free account at bet online today and whether it's ufc boxing uh, major league baseball in full swing or well, the NFL season, training camp less than 30 days away. You think Joe Burrow is going to be MVP? You think the Bengals are going to make it all the way back and win a championship this time? You can wager on that and so much more at Bet Online, The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events. Head to the website today and sign up for free. Bet Online, where the game starts. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. First fun little note 
was going to be James Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow talking about speed. Going to throw a little curveball for you. Terry McLaurin reportedly agreeing to a three-year, $71 million deal just before we recorded this podcast. And, well, he will eventually be one of the contracts that we look to when T. Higgins is looking for his second deal down the road. Just wanted to mention that. We don't need to go too far into it because there is some time, of course, a season before T. Higgins is eligible. But there are some similarities in their numbers and Terry McLaurin dealing with a worse quarterback situation. So just something to to mention quickly before we get to some of these other fun notes. Yep, and we can get to speed because that's what I want to talk about. But, yeah, I think uh, if you could get T for that next year, this time, you do it. And, and we'll see if the numbers go crazy and go even higher or if the Bengals could get him for around that number. Three years, 71, sounds good to me. I, I think that that would probably be the highest paid second wide receiver In the NFL, as much as we talk about T. Higgins as a 1B to Jamar Chase's 1A, he is the second best receiver or would be in that scenario, the second best receiver on the Cincinnati Bengals most likely. And so you you can look around and the only team that has multiple receivers paid in the top 10 is the Chargers who have Keenan Allen and Mike Williams both at 20 million a year. And so if we're talking 23, that's above both of those guys would be one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh for the average per year behind Stefan Diggs is where Terry McLaurin, Terry McLaurin's contract slots in. So that will be interesting as Jamar Chase will probably push the top end of this market eventually, and Joe Burrow will do the same at quarterback. But that is a small note that I wanted to make sure we hit because it is pertinent to the eventual contract negotiation for T. Higgins. On a lighter note, we talked a couple weeks ago, I think, about Joe Burrow recording that 20.7, 20.8 mile per hour sprint in his mm-hmm. GPS tracking gear that they wear and, and they get those numbers. And Jamar Chase giving him a, a little bit of a hard time about that on Twitter. Yeah, he did. He did. Yeah. And uh, I love this. I love the camaraderie and I love that they go back and forth. And that's how the locker room is. Like when I try to describe it and, you know, it's. To me, like when we're in there, nobody, none of these guys aren't themselves. It feels like they're the same as as if we aren't there, and so that that's a, a big part of it. Uh, I'm looking up the the tweet exactly, unless you have it, but um, yeah, Jamar taking a, a little shot, basically said Joey B thinks he's fast, running 20 miles per hour, and uh, I love that, and I love what how Joe responded. He said, "Sneaky fast." which is hilarious, and it's a hilarious back and forth. All right, there we go. He said, Joey B, swear he fast, y'all, with two crying emojis, like 20 miles per hour is fast. And uh, it's great because by NFL player standards, specifically NFL receiver standards, that's like that's real slow. That's not fast. But, you well, know, but uh, it's still pretty fast for like game speed, to be fair. Like it's some not of game the- speed. It's, it's I, I know, but if it were game ball. speed, it's it's quite fast for game speed, 20.8 miles per hour. Sorry, just to throw that it, out there. It's I mean, it's fast. Um, yeah, we if you got someone hanging on you and you got to beat, you know, press coverage and all of those things that go into that, sure. Um, but 20.8, I bet, what would you put the over-under on Jamar? I bet he gets clocked at, when he fully opens it up, 24. I'd say over under 23 and a half. I would take the over at 24. Go. I, I think I would take the under. His, like, are we talking 
out of paths, just a dead, like a track sprint. Yeah. J- just like Joe, just like Joe had where he's, he's on the field after practice. You don't think, think he can I, run 23 and a half. I think I would still take under because his fastest in-game speed was 21.66 miles per hour. Right. I think that was his fastest in-game speed. So you're saying he's going to add another two. Yep. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know the difference between track speed and game speed. Like, I don't know how many miles per hour players add. That's shoulder pads and thigh pads. I, I know. And, yeah. Like the fastest. Know, helmets. helmets are heavy, bro. The fastest, like nobody topped 22 miles per hour in game in 2022, 2021. Yeah. I'm going to Google how fast does Usain Bolt run. And we'll <laughs> okay. see. We'll see what's reasonable here. <laughs> Yeah, let's. So, like, so you say Bolt were, I, is yeah. 27.8 ish oh, miles there you per go. hour. So he's, yeah. he's very fast. <laughs> what did you think he was going to be at like 24 2? Like, no, uh, like, 26, 25. I don't know. Nah, he's a freak. So, yeah. No, I, I bet Jamar has hit 24. In fact, I bet you if you put 23 and a half on one of those treadmills, you know, and maybe even on an incline. Chad Johnson's the notorious for this. He did it like years after. I'm sure he still posted on Twitter where he's like, look at me on an incline running 22 miles an hour. And he does it for like 10 seconds, but but it's on a treadmill. I bet you Chase, no doubt is faster than Chad, but uh, could go 23 and a half or more. And so on the field, it's a little different, of course. I would still take the, the over. I think he would crack 23 and a half. But yeah. this, see, this is a fun one that I will we'll have to write down during camp because there's a chance I could get both of these guys going back and forth, depending if I catch them on the right day and uh, maybe get a little video of it. That would be fun. Well, we already have Jamar or we already have Joe. Sorry. We already have Joe's 20 point, what? 20.8. Was it? Yeah. But, but so, so we I just need mean to get a little just need to get Jamar. Tra- yeah. Right. But we just need to get Jamar clock now because you go back to his high school days, he ran an 11.05 second, hundred meter dash which is only a second and a half slower than Usain Bolt's world record, which is a lot that, when it's 100 yeah, meters. But a second like, and a half is... Yeah. He was in high school. So I'm, I'm trying to make your point for you here, James, that yeah, maybe he could hit that 24 mark um, that we're talking about. I will say the 20.8. I talked to Drew Sample last week and I was like, hey man, 20.8 miles per hour. Can you beat Joe Burrow in a race? Because they've worked out together. And right. Drew Sample's bigger, 6'4", 250. And he was like, oh, I think I can like beat him in a race. So... That would be fun. Like, yeah, you know, Bengals race. Is there a Bengal you think you could beat in a race? No. None of them. Maybe Tyler Shelvin. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Wow. You didn't say Kevin Huber. I'd smoke Kevin Huber. Kevin Huber can probably still move a little bit, right? He probably can. He might kick my ass in a run. You think Evan <laughs> McPherson's fast? I think Evan McPherson is at least faster than both of us. Yes. I mean, I'm fast. I, I, he's a, he's a pretty like Michael professional Scott athlete, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> running, running against the, uh, <laughs> the police, uh, yeah. The yeah, police, uh, speed checker thing. Yeah. Tw- 28 and a half. That's my time. Yeah. 28. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, that's what Michael Scott said. That's right. Right. Faster than Usain Bolt. Yeah. Right. At least. Yeah. Michael Scott in a suit. I, I won't want to run against him. No. Uh, the only other note that I wanted to throw out real quick as we move on from hopefully other people find this as funny as we do or people I think so. that we're really lame. Maybe that's what's happening right now. But Andrew Whitworth 
has landed a post NFL job. And as he sails off into the sunset, just wanted to recognize that we will be hearing from him. Last on with Amazon. Right, James? Yep. Latched on Thursday night football, going to be part of their pre pregame postgame coverage. I think halftime as well. Not going to be on their official desk. That's Richard Sherman um, and a few others, but him and Aqib Tlaib did sign with Amazon. New York Post, I think, was the first one to report that. Uh, you think you could beat Andrew Whitworth in a race? Man, that did, no. I don't either. No. Maybe. I don't know, man. He's like 6'7". He's still, seven. There's, yeah, the, his, the, the, yeah. the stride makes such a big difference. Yep. And also, again, professional athlete, whereas me, some dude podcasting. Yeah. The, the thing with Andrew is he probably, you know, if it was 100 yards, you'd have a shot. You know, he's 40, right? And he's huge. Um, but 30 yards are just top max speed. Like he's still a freak athlete. That's why he's still playing at a high level. Right. You know, he, he could still play. He could play this year. So he, I was just he curious. could. Here's what you thought. He could. No, I, I have, again, every time this comes up, I am under no illusion that I can compete with these professional athletes at anything athletic. I don't even think I could beat Chidobe Abuzi at chess, like talking about things that aren't even athletic. You know what I'm saying? Like oh, these, these are next level. I don't level. think you could either. Apparently no, he's yeah. really good. Yeah, yeah. These are next level individuals. They're very, very talented and, and put in a lot of work and have earned the respect, I think, of their title as professional athletes. All right. One more. Do you think you could beat Zach Taylor in a race? Now it's juicy. Now it's juicy. He's, he's not also, a professional athlete. He's all. Yeah, but he, he did play college football and he you know he was the the big 10 player of the year right and he, he yeah, he's played a, a little yeah, he's played a, a little bit in the cfl and he's still taller than me and uh i don't i think i've lost a lot like i used to think i was fast and then the last four years i can feel myself slowing down so i don't know i don't even think i can beat zach taylor in a race no i think that he probably stays in better shape than me i'd be pissed so, if i lost to zach taylor in a race yeah, you, I'm young, dude. I still, I, I still think feel like really I got a few years left of your of I, your speed. I want you to go. I, I want you to go run a forty and get a time. Get get out there, get somebody with okay. a hand timer. Run a few forties. So if I run a sub five, are you off my back? Uh, sure. I mean, I'm not on your back. I, I don't. I don't disbelieve that you're fast. But if I, I run I a just, sub five with you on my back, will you? I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, we, we better get out of here. That's going to do it for this episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. Coming up, we've got some – we're going to look around the AFC North. We, we haven't done this this offseason. There's plenty of drama in Cleveland. The, the Ravens have tried to rebuild and come back without their wide receiver, who they traded away, but they've really put some resources into that defense. And Pittsburgh, with Kenny Pickett, still has a solid defense of their own, especially – now with Larry Joby over there, adding a little bit more punch to that and defensive And a top three front. receiver. Top three receiver in Pittsburgh. Breaking news. Oh, yeah. I was really confused about what you were talking about until I remembered Chase Claypool uh, saying some Chase Claypool things. Anyway, we're going to look around the AFC North. We're going to take a look at some of the best Bengals on the team as well. And the way we're going to figure out who the most valuable Bengals are is we're going to do a little draft. We're gonna we're gonna do some some yeah, drafting. Buddy. This idea came from Joe Goodberry, of course, who a few weeks ago I think put together his top Bengals on both sides of the ball. And when I talked to him about it, he's like, "You guys should do a draft." I was like, "Yeah, that's a great idea." So we're gonna do that 
in a coming episode as well. Until next time, Bengals fans, we hope you enjoyed this episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast and you enjoy the episodes we have coming your way as we get into July when training camp will soon be upon us. Sooner than you think, training camp and the preseason will be back. Until next time, Bengals fans, hootay and have a good one. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.